0: Starfleet just signaled your transfer of command orders, sir. Captain, I
1: appreciate the welcome.
0: I'm Josh i'm steve we are back with another mission report and we've got quite a bit to talk about a little catch-up episode kind of like the last one was but hey we'll, we'll have them sooner we promise we got a lot of trek coming up yeah. that i'm sure we'll be talking about um
1: not as extreme as the last one but yeah it's still a little catch-up
0: <laughs> right 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 steve uh, i don't know if you'll ever finish discovery So there's your spoiler there. Um, I think we lost him in season three. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was done after about three episodes of season three, so... (laughs) We can discuss whatever, and I will not give any shits.
0: And then that's when he signed up for therapy, because holy fuck. Right, yeah. Like, sorry for everyone out there who likes Discovery. Like, I I think we both liked it in the beginning, but it just kind of got ridiculous. And I still watch it, and I still... I watch all Trek, and I really hope for the best, but... I don't know. You I, the whole the, the writing and the creative teams, you can just kind of see through what they're trying to do and a lot of it feels really pushy in a way, like not like how Star Trek could disguise it, kind of have you come to your own conclusions like, "Oh, wait a minute. That's a metaphor for this," you know? Yeah, it's
1: very contrived.
0: Yes, yes. And yeah, it's just language and shit like they were so more reserved before, and I, I miss that a lot, and I, I I hope we get back to that someday. I, I hope so, but we'll... I mean, look at Star Wars. They're not cursing and saying F-words and stuff. They might say shit, but they're... And they're also not crying every nine seconds.
1: I mean, where's the poise right. that Star Trek used to have over Star Wars?
0: Well, and uh, better people have pointed out to me that, that i followed about you know Star Trek is like, these people are not Starships. They're supposed to be the best of the best. They are all emotionally compromised. Like,
1: yeah, you can't. They're basket cases.
0: Yeah, it's like if you were on an aircraft carrier, you can't have the whole crew crying all the time. Like, what the hell? You're this is this is real shit out here. We we can't lose it. <laughs> you know, it's just... I know.
1: I just flew back from uh, Texas, as I think we talked about on the last show, um, or maybe not. Or I was going to. Um, anyway, either way, I just flew back, and if I would have walked by the cabin. And saw the pilots sitting in there
0: yelling at each other and crying. I'd, I'd be like,
1: Open the door. What
0: in the hell is happening? Yeah. Just jump out on the tarmac before it takes off or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you
1: can just drop me off at whatever city's down there.
0: Yeah, right. You can just throw me out of the plane. Or like, you know, like an hour goodbye when you just you're supposed to shake hands, you know, when you, you get off the plane and they're just like, you know, we, we had such a great time and just, you know, tears and hugs and I'm going to miss you so yeah. much. Like, uh, uh, sure, I just met you, but okay, yeah, all right, I yeah, got to go. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to get to my hotel, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can Please share. No, <laughs> get away from right, exactly. Stalker. To get back to better times, Star Trek Voyager documentary, we're getting more and more of a glimpse of it and uh yeah it's going to be called to the journey uh steve what do you how do you feel about this news
1: i cannot wait voyager was one of my favorites um which may explain my lack of taste i don't know but uh, you know right i uh i'm super 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 pumped up about this i uh you know, Voyager for me is like a comfort food. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people can go back and watch an episode of The Office. You know, when they're just <laughs> doing something mindless. Yep. Yeah, that's how Voyager is for me. I, I, you know, you throw on any episode, and I'm just happy to sit down and have it on.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. I've I don't know if I ever finished it all the way through, um, but yeah, I, I did. I did like Voyager, and I was I remember being there for when it premiered with my VHS getting ready to record it like I was all about that so I was really excited you know when that that first premiered and you know we got seven and nine from that show another Vulcan Tuvok so many things and it always bummed me I didn't find out till later at the time I thought it was genius I think but like Tom Paris's character I thought he was the same guy from the episode with Wesley in TNG where the uh, oh. pilot dies—do you recall that one? It's—I I do, but yeah, yeah. Yep. I thought he was because he played in that episode, and he was one of the cadets, and he's kind of like the leader who was like telling the right. lie about the accident. Anyway, because he started, Tom Paris started out in a prison colony or whatever, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I found out later they didn't want to pay creative fee for the person who came up with that character in the. TNG episode, so they just did a whole new character who basically kind of is the same character. <laughs> so right, it's really exactly. Stupid. But the team who made the 2018's DS9 documentary, "What We Left Behind," they're behind this new documentary, so I'm, I have so much um, uh, respect for them, and um, I know it'll be a good documentary. I don't know if you did see the the DS9 documentary. I know you were still finishing up on DS9, but it's um, it's very good. I love it, and uh, yeah, it's just very. Yeah, I'm halfway
1: through the last season now, and so once I'm done with that, I'm uh, I'm gonna watch the DS9 documentary. Oh yeah, but it, it was uh, you'll love it, man. Cannot wait, and I've heard nothing but great things from you and, and other people about mm-hmm. it, so I'm I'm excited to dive into it. I mean, because Deep Space Nine is a a gem in itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely, um, and yeah, this this Voyager documentary was the most crowdfunded documentary to this date. I guess they raised one point two million. And uh, you can wow. still support it out there with some perks. There's Tuvok rocks shirts you can get, I guess for uh, oh nice. one, one example uh-huh. there, some other stuff. but yeah um, I believe the teaser for that is dropping today, I think seven o'clock, which is odd. Uh, anyway, that's what the site told me when I was clicking okay. On it. So yeah, unless I just Very had a cool. bad link and everyone else was like, uh, dude, we can see it over here. so. <laughs> Join us. All right. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to that because you know they'll interview every cast member, reflect. DS9 really did a lot of cool, interesting things. They actually had enough funding, and I don't know if Voyager will do this, but DS9 actually put a writers' room together for a fictional season eight, uh, which oh, was really man. it was really cool. There was storyboards and all kinds of stuff, and yeah. It was really special. You you definitely got to check that out once you finish DS nine. But yeah, the same sure. team. This this can't uh, can't go wrong. This documentary. So more to come on that. Uh, Star Trek four. Here we go again. Uh, <laughs> that should be the yeah. subtitle. Um, right. Yeah. So Paramount had this expo. Uh, Might have been a month or two months back and announced yet again that Star Trek four was was happening, and supposedly they were going to start shooting. The film this year, but bad news was uh, after the announcement, the cast didn't even know about it. So it's like, okay, well, you you not only failed scheduling them because you know they have other projects, some of them. Also, you failed at the negotiation of their salaries because now they can say, oh, well, we want this amount of money. We're not playing ball. You already announced it, so you know that's where we got you. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it led me to believe that they were doing it just to create buzz and try and maybe yes. guilt the cast into doing it. Otherwise, the fans will think they're all jerks.
0: Right, exactly. And they've announced this project many times after Beyond came out. They were going to have Chris Hemsworth come back as Kirk's dad. I have no idea if they're going to try that storyline still, but they kind of tried to get some buzz moving You know, for people to show up for Beyond, and it underperformed, so that went away cuz Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine alone are expensive so and in high demand that's why they're expensive but and also Carl Urban he's doing The Boys so it's like shit can he even can he even come on board literally you know yeah exactly this? and if he does are we going to have a McCoy with a beard cuz you know you might have a Henry Cavill situation where studio does The Boys doesn't want his character to shave his beard so you got that whole thing to think about too. So I don't know a lot of uh, a lot of factors there, but uh, I, I love what Chris Pine had to say recently. He, he totally gets it. I think he's grateful for star Trek. He's, he's, he credits it for his career. He has now, he loves the cast and that that's the same with Carl Urban. He, he's looking forward to, to getting back with that cast. They're all very friendly. So that's, that's great to hear. Cause you wouldn't have heard that with the original cast. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, yeah he he himself pine said that they always targeted like a universal appeal and he thinks star trek should not be kind of forced to uh, bring in all that uh, attention i guess because it's always kind of been lower key you know like it's not like star wars in a way it's it's more critical thinking type of material basically he was saying they shouldn't marvelize these films you know don't expect billion dollar profits which yeah that that just uh, that shows a lot from his character. I think you know it's. Um,
1: and he's right.
0: He is. Yes. Yeah.
1: What's the last Star Trek movie that made a billion dollars?
0: Right. None of them. I mean, t- even together the JJ films, maybe. But well, yeah, they did. I'm sure. But yeah. Uh,
1: nonetheless, even per capita, back in the old days. Yes. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh. I don't know. It was just. Right. It was. I saw his comments, and and I, I agree with you. I mean, he was absolutely spot on. And, yes. I feel like he gets it, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, to, to have him in the captain's chair is just, it's fun to think about. Yeah,
0: and there's so many um, questions to be to be answered. For instance, you know, Anton Yelchin, you know, rest in peace, he passed in 2016, I think, right before Beyond premiered. So what do you do going forward? Like, do you recast? Do you kill off the character or do you just not feature that character? Uh, I don't know if you have a, a preference with that.
1: I'd, I'd say they recast it personally, yeah. but at this the same time, character. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, not recast it, not recast it. I, they, they cast a different
0: character. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just like maybe... Sorry
1: about that. Oh, yeah. that's,
0: that's fine. Like off kind of like Star Trek Two, like Rathacon, he gets shipped to another position maybe off the ship. And
1: they... Either, yeah, that or even, you know, he died in between movies True. and they had yeah. some sort of, you know, cool... Yeah little memorial and then start on with the story i you know yeah there's there's different ways you can honor honor that character but right you know he was again you know those while those movies may not have made a zillion dollars right um they were all really true to their characters and Mm -hmm. and you know he played Chekhov, you know brilliantly
0: yeah i mean they all they all made a profit just not what paramount was expecting and probably jj abrams it's the marvel it will not marvel necessarily it's the avengers curse i i knew when that first avengers made a billion you know the expectations were just re- going to be ridiculous from there on you know and yeah, to think Star Trek's going to generate that much. Uh, obviously. Yeah, everything obviously, has to
1: make a billion now.
0: Right, right. And uh That's ridiculous. To credit Robert Meyer Burnett is a guy I follow and I've said I've sent you some of his videos. He's really he's a huge Star Trek fan. He did a great movie called Free Enterprise, which we should talk about sometime. Uh he, he said, you know, if it was him, you know, they would just make like the budget would be like twenty five million, you know, and you'd make yeah. that back for sure like Blumhouse style, except the the star power, that might be a little difficult. You know, (laughs) they'd have to take a a, a pay cut. So that would be the the problem with that. But I I do like, I really applaud Pine for saying that because I I think that's so true. And they definitely need to think about that the studio that is going forward, you know, especially if you want to crank out some more films. You know, there's a lot more stories. He even said there's more stories to tell. And you know, it's been seven years since Beyond. Uh, lots happened that time. You know, we got Discovery and all the other five Star Trek shows we have now, which, you know, if you would have told me that back then, I would have been super excited. Like, the 90s are back. But, you know, not to get off on a tangent again, but, you know, just because there's more of something, the quality is lacking, you know, I think. Yeah. But it, it is nice that um, Star Trek's getting... The attention and and it it also adds to the confusion though too because I mean we'll get there. Strange New Worlds, season two, they got a Captain Kirk, (laughs) or or, or a James Kirk, James T. Kirk, and also Spock they have from Discovery season two and Pike. So they have a lot of confusion going on, right? Like because these new Discovery was supposed to be a, a prime universe show outside of the JJ-verse, you know, it was supposed to actually take place and fit in before TOS. That didn't happen in the end, and so there's so much confusion right now uh, as to what's going on, you know, with this whole universe. So, I don't know. I want to see a fourth film. I think it's going to confuse a lot of people unless they multiverse it, which uh, I guess they could do that, but I don't know. It's just kind of a mess right now. It's just going to kind of... It, to me, it seems like the creative types are just throwing, you know, shit at a wall and see what sticks, you know. And it's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, with the, with this IP though, it's like it's just getting tarnished. I think, um, and sadly, if all this does plummet eventually, it might be quite some time before they take a crack at it again, or they wise up and they kind of do the Star Wars thing. Like, if you look at, I'm not saying those shows, the prequel shows they've done, they're not all perfect, but they do honor the tech and then the universe itself you know it fits in just right and i just that's what i want star trek to do if it's going to go back to the past right because that's the problem right. if we were in the future all this new tech and fancy shit would make more sense but of course that's what discovery did they went to the future so <laughs> a little too late yeah, so but
1: could kill that argument
0: right right but yeah, this will be this new film will be produced by J.J. Abrams and Matt uh, Shankman is directing. He directed WandaVision, so uh, yeah, maybe you know that'll it'll happen. I don't know. It's so weird for them to announce it like that, and then the actors are like, "What?" <laughs> you know, it's just kind of want to tell people if you're gonna do something like that, but. We'll see. I, know, right? I think it was just a PR thing, but I do want it to happen. I do. Getting back to something that's uh, fantastic to me. I'm not sure if you've even ever seen Star Trek, the motion picture, the director's cut, but that has premiered yesterday. We're recording on April 6th, so yesterday was First Contact Day. Uh, happy First Contact Day, everybody. Steve? Woo! Uh, <laughs> Um, How'd you celebrate? No, I'm kidding. A lot of people probably didn't even know it was First Contact (laughs)
1: teams. (laughs) Oh, I watched the most recent episode of Picard. Oh, there you Uh, go.
0: See, you did it right. (laughs) You did it right. Um, But yeah, the director's cut's finally available. Um, It was last September. They, They put all the Star Trek films on 4K for the first time. And a lot of people at the time were like, hey, where's the director's cut of the motion picture? Well, they announced that that was still being worked on. And is coming, or at the time it was coming. I think we talked about this on the last episode. That's how long it's yeah. been. Um, yeah. We try to do an episode a year, guys. So. Right, uh, uh, at least. Yeah, 2023 is going to be great. Um, it's going to be the best episode ever. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, so finally this Director's Cut premiered on Paramount Plus on April 5th, First Contact Day. It will be on home video sometime in September. Uh, Fathom event which actually last time we talked about a Fathom event uh, Bill and I went to Steve wasn't able to make it uh, Star Trek 4 screening which was in 4K you know remastered I know well you have an opportunity because yeah um, May 22nd they're going to start the motion picture director's cut screening and that'll go on for like a week I think so uh, I will be there yes oh yeah I, I look forward to it I'm so excited they announced that uh, but for now, yes, you can totally watch it on Paramount Plus. I, I started watching some of it; it's really cool. They've they've done modern tweaks again, so yeah. The whole story of this was, of course, this film is originally was originally released in 1979, and it was a unique film. You know, it it started this whole, I guess, seasoned uh, films off the the television series, and it kind of just uh, trend kept going for the TNG cast. But, yeah, they took the TV actors, which was, I think was just, yeah, something you didn't never thought would happen, and they put them into films, and it was just, like, crazy. They didn't bother yeah, casting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Star Wars, uh, you can thank Star Wars for the, this movie getting made uh, for all the Star Trek films we've gotten, because, yeah, Paramount needed something just like it, in a way. And uh, it, the film itself ended up getting... Uh, A few Oscar nominations for set decoration, visual effects, and original score. Of course, that score by Jerry Goldsmith, the iconic theme they carried over to TNG. Yeah. I used to have that soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, well, vinyl's back, though, so you you don't have it anymore? It'd probably be worth the fortune. I
1: sold it all the way back in the day, but uh, (laughs) I wish I didn't,
0: you know, I never thought it would come back. I know, that's why I'm keeping my VHSs, right? They're going to be valuable (laughs) someday. I know, know. I've
1: kept all of those.
0: (laughs) I'm not trying to uh, age you or anything, but you probably had the advantage of seeing this film when it first came out. What were your thoughts about the whole experience? And of course what you saw, the music, I mean, it's just awesome.
1: Yeah. So I was like around 10 years old when it came out and I remember, you know, my dad introducing me at age, maybe four or five to star Trek. And, you know, cause all the reruns from the TV show were, were on. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I just, I loved everything about it. And so when, you know, as a 10 year old and this movie comes out and it's after star Wars, you know, I just, yeah, I was one of those few people that didn't pick a side. I liked them both, you know, yep, and, same. uh, yep. yeah. And, 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 I, I just remember seeing it and thinking it just blew my mind from a visual effects perspective. Um, and some people thought it was a little slow and it was a little, you know, mm-hmm. um, Maybe just a little bit out there and, and trying a little hard to showcase some of the effects. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you have the V'ger piece and they're they're getting out of the ship and the whole thing. But right. I, I still, as a 10-year-old kid, yeah, what, what's cooler, right, you know, right. than to watch that?
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was... The most expensive Star Trek film I think ever made, especially for its time, and yeah, it was right. the scale was enormous. Like you had so many locations, you went everywhere. You really it felt like a ride, and I've only appreciated it more as I get older. You know, it's just I I, I think I've it might it be, 30, yeah forty times. Yeah, it's almost my favorite Star Trek film. I would say it's the most. I think you could say it's the most Star Trek of the Star Trek films, if that makes sense, yeah. just because of the villain, because, well, more like an antagonist, the other uh, films were villains, except for four, four dialed it back, but yeah, you had Khan, who, you know, it was very violent, all that, and that kind of became a trend, forward. yeah, yep, their budgets also got cut so, which I never knew. I thought I thought they got more money as they went. But no, it was like the reverse, which was terrible.
1: Which was terrible because, I mean, you know, critically, the yeah. movies got better, supposedly, yep. right? You know, yep. but I, you know, I, I don't know. I felt like the first Star Trek was, it was just really good sci-fi as opposed to just kind of action yes. or villain oriented, you know? Yes. Um, that happened to be set in a sci-fi setting. And, you know, whereas the first Star Trek, the motion picture was, it was just fun
0: sci-fi. Yeah, right. It was like very 2001. I mean, that's probably, you can thank the effects team uh, who took over for the first effects team because they failed to produce anything, but uh, Douglas Trumbull did 2001, Close Encounters. Take that in, you definitely see that in this film. Um, Also, John uh, Dykstra, who was, uh, I guess, uh, on board for Star Wars. So, yeah, these guys only had seven months to complete these effects to catch up it, and this is why Robert Weiss the director this was like a bad taste in his career basically his career's mouth I guess you could say it that way this production was just doomed uh, a lot of people didn't know that like it was rushed they had a they had a set date to release it and so yeah they had to get all these effects and then while the director and editor were edi- you know working on the film post uh, they had to scrap scenes because they didn't have the effect shots for them so we lost a lot yeah. of stuff In the end, Robert Weiss was very disappointed that his, you know, his version was compromised. I mean, they say the film, they had to cancel some screenings because the film was still wet from the printing and all that. Like, it was rushed big time. Um, But for it to turn out the way it did is still a miracle. But the director's edition, which came out in 2001, really made up for all that. They were finally able to go back and just remaster everything this team the restoration team partnered up with Robert Weiss. they got it to a, a, a fine product it was the first time it was released on dvd i believe the motion picture uh, i i bought my copy around that time but yeah robert Weiss, he he ended up loving the film and it was very happy with it and um, he passed away 4 years later so that was kind of an, a great send off i think for him career wise you know right. To, to right a wrong you know because he really didn't want to talk about it before he, that was it was right. that painful
1: even Shatner didn't like it at, at its release.
0: Yeah, well, and there's a story about Shatner and Nimoy trying to, because the script was kind of a mess, they say, and Shatner and Nimoy were trying to come up with uh, ideas themselves, and I guess Shatner came up with a really good idea, and Spock said, Oh, you, or Spock, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy said, uh, Oh, you should tell so and so, and then he told so and so, and then so and so was like, Oh, you should tell. Gene Roddenberry and he did and and by the time it was like telephone so by the time he got to Gene I think about it the idea kind of got started getting lost you know so it lost its footing I guess you could say but with this 2001 it was done before HD came around so finally the team got to update the same team minus Robert Wise of course got to update it with current technology and they even added in a few more things so yeah this is something the fans have been wanting for a long time so it's yeah um, i want to
1: see that because i've seen the directors cut a lot you know and, and i yeah. own it on vhs and yeah you know just so much stuff but i i don't know i i still walk around the house randomly yeah and i say colina <laughs> you know I yeah like a weirdo. You know? right. <laughs> there's, there's so much
0: cool stuff out of it. Uh, yeah, there is. There's so much and yeah, they really did. From what I've seen so far, they've done a fine job. I can't wait to actually own it, you know, for my 4K player. To me, the director's cut is the best edition for uh, the motion picture. It's the yep. most complete yep. and uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful film. I, I really think it is. It's it's just a grand in scope and it's something I, I hope they try to tackle again you know something that big of a story um and the effects and everything like that you know um but we'll see i mean they want to make star trek kind of like shoot 'em up you know action um savvy and i think you you lose a lot you know in the beginning when jj was doing his remakes i was i was excited i was like yes you know i like seeing action you know but yeah um you know you do lose a lot of great story I think uh, you, you do and it was one of the moments. last
1: old school movies that didn't that, that took its time you know and it moved yeah. at its own pace right. and you know even with with wrath of khan you know you yeah. had a much more driven action driven and faster paced film and you know i've made jokes on on the regular podcast before about how much i love the 70s tv because you know i can just watch them drive a car for like nine minutes straight yeah. while they're going somewhere you know and just it was one of those i think last big sci-fi movies where it just it took its time doing its own thing you know so yeah
0: exactly it was it was bigger than just a a film like it was an event it felt like yeah it still feels like you know it's yeah i i like it i mean the older i get like i said i enjoy it even more and i love that enterprise shot i don't care what people say they had to Ah, show that thing off it was the first time it was cinematic and they remodeled it and it's just iconic it still able to be iconic on its on its own looks you know yeah so yeah it's just it's fantastic so yeah everyone out there should go check that out it's very good if you're not a fan of the motion picture check this version out I, I think you'll be pleased so yep Paramount Plus Uh, Strange New World Star Trek Strange New Worlds that is um, we finally got this show we wanted from Discovery Season 2 I think anyway Um, <laughs> we'll see right we'll but, see what did you think of the trailer that was released?
1: Yeah, so I thought it was I thought it was cool. Um, I don't know what's going on with Spock's hair, but uh, <laughs> um, beyond that, I I am excited. You know, I mean, Pike is uh, in, in it's Anson Mount, right? The yep. place Pike. It is. Yeah, yep. he uh, he he was just he was my absolute favorite thing about Star Trek Discovery. You yes. know, and. Uh, and if if they can at least carry at least half of that over yep. i'm probably just gonna like it you know right. um so i'm i'm really excited for this
0: it looks beautiful like the show itself like it looks very expensive and it you know i i wish they would have borrowed more from the cage like cast wise or crewman wise yeah they've made some interesting choices that i'm not crazy about uh for one nurse chapel she's going to be a veteran by the time Kirk uh, gets command, and that doesn't feel like it matches up quite well. You know, it it feels like she'll be a doctor, I should say, by the time Kirk takes command, which, spoiler, season two, um, they've already casted a young Captain Kirk, Paul Wesley, so there you go. He's, I think he was on a vampire show. I mean, he he looks good for Kirk, I think, but I'm I'm nervous. You know, uh, again, it's like maybe you guys should just reboot the franchise already. You know, I feel like they're really erasing things now, you know, versus when I right. started Discovery, it was supposed to fit in. Now it's like, well, we're kind of going to redo our own uh, or make our own uh, version of Star Trek, if you will. And that's fine if they want to do that. I I personally won't treat it as canon. I will I will definitely go along for the ride, but just the Enterprise alone, is it's not Kirk's Enterprise. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes... That Picard did season one was when he went into Starfleet Command. I don't know if you recall this, but there's a hologram image of his Enterprise, the Enterprise D, at the top. Yeah, and then it changes to Pike's Enterprise from Discovery. So right. that really was like, why did you guys do that? You know, yeah. if it looked the same, it wouldn't be a problem. But um, I, you know, I, I do see a lot of aesthetics that I think work pretty well. You know the I do like the uniforms better. I think they look pretty good. I like Anson Mount's hairdo, even though it, there's probably a lot of gel in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But it looks cool. it, it it's, yeah. it's, it's it's happening. And um, it's better than mine. Yeah, I will mean, yeah, hell yeah, I'll take it. Um, I, I do think Spock's hair is better than it was in Discovery season two, like at the end. Uh, his sideburns, yeah. though is what's weird to me is there's yeah, some I don't shots they going look on there yeah, some some shots they look great and then some they're like they won't end. <laughs> you know the yeah, tip it's just like keeps it's alive. It's like yeah these like they just took a marker and they just kept going like wh- someone was sick that day on the makeup department or what <laughs> but uh, the other thing that makes me nervous is and it really screws up Canon. Uh, you know, like I said, you probably should just toss Canon aside, I guess at this point. Um, but you got um, you got a descendant of Khan on this ship <laughs> before Khan, you know? Right. So it's like when they encounter Khan, uh, they didn't ever mention. Obviously, this was not written during the TOS era, but it definitely does not fit in, you know? Because they would have no, like, not hey, not Spock would have been like, hey, I, I did serve with a Noonian scene, you know? I, did look I just
1: at look at it like it's not canon at all.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's not... I'm not trying to hate on it I think it looks beautiful the show and if you're going to reboot I guess that's just how I'm going to see it unfortunately you know because I I still think I would have been more uh, with Discovery too if I would have plotted it more if they actually tried to honor what the looks were before but you know maybe use more attractive material like you know, if you blur your eyes, it looks the same, right? Like the yeah, yeah, exactly. The sets, like, it would be so cool. Like everyone loves retro now. It's like, why don't you just bring that back and just put a more detail in it? You know, on everything. That's how you yeah, it's update. Yeah, more
1: advanced it. than TNG ever was.
0: Right, and that's that's the big problem. Yeah, the ships are huge and. Um, Sick is massive in this new enterprise i'm not trying to hate on it it looks i i can't wait to see it I, i'm looking forward to it uh, the new lieutenant uhura <laughs> i don't know how i yeah, feel uhura, yeah. it does not feel like she's going to become nichelle nichols so i kind of think the casting's bad there but again it's like i feel like they're trying they're giving us tos characters you know And it's like why can't they just have their own characters just like you know michael burnham why does she have to be Spock's sister? Why could not she be another Vulcan family's uh sibling, you know? Something like yeah. that. Like build on your universe, make it bigger. This just feels yeah, so they're just cashing post-man. in on the
1: names. It's the same Right. It's the same complaint people had about the Star Wars the new ones yes. about how yep. about the Skywalkers. Yeah. Well then Exactly get Spock's name out of your mouth. Right. But Will Smith. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woohoo, yeah. Oh god. He's Sorry. gonna be in Star Trek, another villain. Uh yep. Novkin. Uh uh but they got Dr. Um Captain Slappy. <laughs> Captain Slappy, <laughs> that's good. Here's your Oscar. Um They got they got a character though, Doctor Um I'm gonna probably butcher this uh Beg- Benga. I guess he was in the original series. He made a few appearances or at least one. So yeah. I I do applaud that. Like to me, that's what you do. You, you you get these characters that kind of popped up here and there, and you explore them more. Versus, we're gonna yank a ton of characters that have already kind of been defined. You know, it's just like it's like a cash grab. It's like just stand on your own characters. You know, like what what's the deal? Some of these are very interesting choices, um, and I hope number one's better than she was. And I like I like the idea of Rebecca Romijn playing number one, and Ethan Peck's a great Spock. I think. Yeah,
1: we but agreed
0: yeah I, I want number one to be it was that interrogation scene was so silly I thought in uh, Discovery season 2 what's your name number one yeah, I know. <laughs> you know it's like come on this is stupid so she actually is cast with the name y- Yuna I think so we'll see yeah we'll see how it goes but man already in the trailer there's a lot of sex holy shit um yeah <laughs> lots of jokes he didn't take that very well I, I'm like oh fuck okay Uh, You're on a starship, man. This is like, whatever. We're just tell jokes. But overall, the show is very attractive. So I'm just nervous about the cons. I'm nervous about all these characters we've already seen uh, elsewhere and what they're going to be doing. And Kirk, I'm very nervous about because.
1: Just cashing in on the name. Please, God, let's get viewers. So let's pull this in. It's
0: like they're rebooting backwards, right? It's like, oh, we're going to start with canon. And then if that doesn't work, we're going to panic and we're going to be like, oh. What are the names people know? Kirk, uh, Spock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, it's really annoying, especially when there's so much, there's other ships out there, by the way, you know, in the Star Trek universe. That's that's one of my, I love the Enterprise, but one of my big problems is, can we just get another damn ship, right? Like, we got Voyager, thankfully, we got the Defiant, but, you know, if you want an Enterprise, why don't you do an Enterprise B uh, show, or C, or, or, you know, in the future, G, or whatever the hell, you know, it's just redefining something that's already been defined and is loved, right? Extremely loved and respected. That's just my problems with it, but overall, it looks great. I'm excited to see it, so. Yeah, definitely. That'll be premiering in May. Right around the corner. Yep, it is. It is. There's so much Star Trek. It's crazy. Yeah, so the main event: uh, Star Trek Picard, uh, Season 2 both of us, I think I can say we didn't really care for season one. There was some moments and some terrible payoffs. Um, RIP Maddox, you'll be missed. Love that. I love that character, you know, measure of a man. We're going to bring him back. And Oh, this is yeah. so interesting. And then he just gets killed by someone who's already on the, sh- who's still on the show. <laughs> exactly. it's fucking crazy, but whatever. She'll joke it off at a bar. So Tilly part two. Yeah, really? Yeah. No shit. What are your thoughts so far with uh, Star Trek Picard Season 2? I think we are five episodes in. Uh, six will be coming out tomorrow, I believe. I could be wrong. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah,
1: so a, a lot of fan service, clearly. You know, references, uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of references, callbacks, and, you know, yeah, kind of updated, you know, scene stealing. And <laughs> uh, there's... I really feel like I, I love half of this show and I feel like the other half I could really do without. Yeah, I think the Borg Queen is super interesting uh, being cut off from the Hive. And, yes. You know, they uh, there's just some really cool stuff there. I, I think... And, and I love the character Seven of Nine being a huge Voyager fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know they hired her for looks and all this other stuff, but, I mean, she actually created a very compelling character in that show. And... Yep. You know, I, I I kind of expected maybe her to be reacting differently with the Board Queen around. Yeah. Um you know, instead it's it's kind of focusing on, on other Tilly and <laughs> yeah. um Well Picard card so hooked her up. Her. That was stupid. <laughs> You're right, you know. Jesus Christ. So, and, and you know, you have Q in there who you know is it necessary that you know he's yeah. he's the villain? I, I, there's there's still a lot of payoff to come, hopefully, but we'll so we'll see. I, I just like I said, I like half of it. The other half, I just it's it, it's it feels a little contrived, yes. like Discovery.
0: Yes. Yes. Mixed in with some pretty cool. That's what I fear too. Like they have none of these new Star Trek shows. I guess you could take uh, Lower Decks and. Um, Oh Gosh, what's the other one? It's on Nickelodeon. Anyway, you could take those out, but the other ones have not stuck the landing finale-wise uh-uh. to me. And I am sick to death of universe-ending villains. Every damn season, we have another. Yeah. It's like, why can't it just be like, hey, this planet is, it's war, you know? Like, your Ukraine situation. Wow, look, you're relating to what we're going through, you know, something like that. But no, we got to have these, Wormholes and shit open up, and the Borg and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I will say, I, along with the ratings of the show, was excited from the beginning. First two episodes I thought were pretty solid. You know, I liked where we were going. And then when we got to the 2024, it started getting really, like, just, I'm not interested, you know? Uh, with, yeah, a little hokey. Yeah, with, with Rios and everybody, and the decisions seem really stupid. Like, uh, yeah, let's plug... Agnes into the board Queen so they can access some coordinates. That won't go wrong. But it did. And then hey, let's leave Agnes alone with the board Queen. That's a great idea. And then hey, did you guys know she can fucking hack into phones and shit and, and summon a security guy or a cop? Like, yeah. holy shit. You guys didn't really think this through. Like, <laughs> what was going on here? And then the, the last episode, I'm just jumping right there. That was the big Reveal, She did get assimilated, I guess you could say, because she... You know, the Borg Queen, I really... That was the best thing the show had going, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Annie Worshing, I think that's her name, she's playing the Borg Queen or played the Borg Queen. She was actually on Star Trek back in the day. She was doing a great job. I really loved the Borg it. Queen. I, I think it's safe to assume this is not the same Borg Queen... First contact, correct? Because there's other board queens or some shit. Like,
1: well, uh, yeah, there are different a- actresses I-, I know. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I just don't know if they're like it's still the same board queen. You know, like if they lose a queen, they go find another one. You know, maybe it's a, yeah, it's a hiring tough, process. To be yeah, yeah. This one's very squid-like. You know, octopus-like. I was digging here until a- Agnes blew her off, <laughs> blew her away with a shotgun. But you right. know, but she she was able to get close enough to get it simulated. So that's going to be interesting to see the board Queen, like in her mind, Ugh, I don't know. And we also got this descendant of Picard who, you know, who's freaking out just three days before the real launch. That was funny in the simulator. It's like the guy was, um, he was like, oh, it, it's fine. Three more days to launch. Like, okay, well I think right. astronauts are losing their shit. You, you got to abort the mission. Like this isn't going to work.
1: Yeah, we we had to introduce depression into the mix. Yes, and, you know. yes, yes.
0: Everyone's has, everyone has seen shit, experienced trauma. No one, no one in New Trek has had a great life growing up. It's always an explosion in in that tale or some shit. Uh, right off the bat, it, it it's so so much is like thrown at us. You know, Bacard's mom never knew her. She appeared in one episode of TNG, I think. Uh, it was like a hallucination or something, but. Yeah, I don't know where we're going with that. You know, like her dad, his dad was abusive. She told him to look up, you know, in in their vineyard. And then the. And who taught young Picard how to run? (laughs) What the hell is that? (laughs) They're like, this is the best we could do. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It was just a short man, probably. He wasn't a kid. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they kind of hint at maybe that that mysterious board Queen that the Stargazer encounters is his mom which it better not be that's going to really piss me off that's stupid I think but I, I don't know if we're going to go back to the mom like there's so many things being thrown at us and I just fear and kind of know that they're not going to make this stick none of this is going to stick right exactly but you know like you were saying references I did get a kick out of the Kirk Thatcher they brought that punk back on the bus from Star Trek four. He's got a new song, but he, he's still rocking a boombox. Uh, you know I loved that part. I, I did like it. I did like that. But I, I you know, it was one of those oh I like that, but you fuckers, I know what you're doing. Like, uh hey, this plot sucks. Look at this guy, you know. It's like, yeah, I, right. I like that. But that's I just liked it because of
1: the guy's the, the actor and, yes. and the guy who did it his excitement for it and you know yes yes so I, I was just really happy for him for
0: that oh yeah and I was I was happy to see him back uh, it just my first thing was you know there's just so many references about Kirk's Enterprise and it's like you have your own references but whatever you know because um, we're encountering yeah. a lot of TOS stuff which is fine it's fine I just I just I think I just get um, annoyed and I fear that they're going to fuck it up so bad you know like you know but I guess you can just treat it like it's not canon. You know, I think that's how you kind of get loves and beliefs out of the way when you watch this stuff. But um, yep, exactly. But yeah, Laris went from a co-worker of Picard's to a love interest. Uh, her husband yeah. died, which is like, how'd he die? Like, they were fine. <laughs> and she wants Picard. It's like, I couldn't help it. It's like, gross. Like, what?
1: <laughs> no. Right. She's 712 years Jesus. younger than he
0: is. No shit. Yeah, it was just like, why? Why do we need this? Um, and she's also playing a Gary... That actress is also playing a Gary Seven-like person. Very interesting. That's something I wish they would have... Um, that was going to be a backdoor pilot, I guess, back in the day uh, for TOS. And it just never never came to be. But I, I, I do like them bringing that in. I just don't know if it'll stick the landing. I don't know. There's just so much um, to take in. Q wasn't... Uh, I was nervous about that in the beginning, but I love how they did the nice uh de-aging of him like he he appeared to be like old q and they i thought they did a good yeah. job with that it made sense uh, Guinan, uh did not although i would have been fine if they never mentioned that she's older you know instead of what right. she said like well i you know i decided to fit in like what the hell are you talking about you're like 700 years old um, exactly and this is another thing that's bothering uh, bothersome um Picard was on After Trek or whatever, which that show's hard for me to take because Will Wheaton's practically on his knees, if you know what I mean, with every creator. It's like, dude, you're not, you're just phony to me. But, and I hate to think that way because I I did really, um, I liked him many years ago and I still want to, but, you know, I don't know. I, I guess it's show business. He wants a job or something. But, um, it cuts across a
1: little too much.
0: Oh, it's really like over the top. Like, dude, dial it back. Please, please, just be authentic here. Um, it's yeah. hard to watch, but they were saying they try to say 10 Ford on, on TNG was called 10 Ford because Guinan's Bar on Earth was on 10 Ford Street or some shit. And it's like, no, that was because where it was located on Enterprise D. Yeah. <laughs> 10, deck 10 Ford. <laughs> like, what is wrong wow. with these people who are running the show? Like, do your homework. Like, and then young Guinan, which that was interesting, but holy fuck, she's a badass with a shotgun. Like, not Guinan at all. You know, she's seen shit. Ooh, yeah. You know, uh, she was in Time's Arrow, season five episode of TNG, I guess, uh, where they went back in time, the 1800s, and met Guinan for the first time. And um, she, but she didn't know Picard in 2024. <laughs> So, a little, yeah, that screwed up a few things there, you know. And she had a lot to say about, you know, um, oh, white men traded their hoods for suits and blah, blah, blah. But then people, like, say, well, if you go look back 1800s, that, that was worse <laughs> than 2024. Yeah, right. So, like, what Bacar was telling her, things do get better. Like, and of all people, should know things get better because she's been on Earth for, like, 500 years at this point or some shit. It's just... It's so crazy how they're just kind of selectively taking things, you know, and but not not uh, respecting what came before. It's just really screwed. Trek doesn't have a great record of sticking with their canon. You know, TNG messed up things. Even the, the films especially messed up things here and there, not minor things. Well, Cochran, for instance, that was a huge um, retcon, you could say.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: but the... the the exciting thing is i i did love the stargazer we got to see that was that was really cool i thought the l cars return were fantastic uh you can thank you know the the vets returned uh, you could say doug drexler mike and denise akuta they helped with all that designing so that's really what it has going for it it has almost all the elements we i think we love from our old trek and uh the writing just needs to get a little bit better in my opinion. Like it's just,
1: yeah, it's so close to being a good show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like we could cut a lot of this shit. You know, that's what I, that's yeah. what I feel. And so we'll see about this Europa mission, whatever his uh, ancestors supposed to discover something life on another planet. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know how I feel about this. The last episode, you know, they again, try to do the mission Impossible shit, you know, <laughs> like how do we get in? and then they play some music, you know, and it's like, okay, all right, this is kind of dumb, but all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, Oceans 11 yeah, years go. Until he got in. Yes, right, right. Yeah, I just, I, I want to like these new characters, but I just have, uh, and uh, you know, as I say that season three cast announcement came out yesterday. Yeah, Steve, would you like to name off the new cast members for season three?
1: Yeah, so in season three of Picard, hold on to your hats peeps you know we'll have of course um our friend patrick stewart oh sweet he'll be celebrating his 99th birthday (laughs) next year
0: happy Uh, birthday to me
1: happy (laughs) birthday um and then, uh, of course, we'll see Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis back again. We saw them last season, and yes. that'll be cool. Brent Spiner we've seen this year, and he'll be back again. Yes. Um, and so that's that's really awesome. But, uh, you know, a couple other people you may or may not have heard of. Uh, LeVar Burton. Yes. Uh, Jordi LaForge. Uh, Michael Dorn as Wharf, Yes. And Dr. Crusher, Gates McFadden.
0: So... Yeah,
1: we're we're seeing uh, everybody's coming back.
0: It's about uh, fucking time. I think that's what we always wanted from Picard.
1: Yeah, and and, and I'm hoping with Jonathan Frakes' yeah um, involvement, I, I have some more confidence. But I and, and so I hope that I hope that comes to pass.
0: Yes, yes. Um, it is odd they they did do this cast trailer. It, like we were talking before the show, it's kind of like, please just keep watching season two. Uh, it's gonna get better. We're gonna bring you back, everybody. We promise. Please
1: watch. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. They had to. You know, maybe it's like a Star Trek Four thing, and the whole the other cast members don't really know yet. Yeah.
0: Right. What? We're back.
1: And Michael Dorn's like, what?
0: <laughs> they better not fuck with his makeup and try to make it like discovery's klingons oh my I God. I will be like fuck you I'm out I'm out I'm sorry I think Dorn's got a lot of respect for that character and I think he's going to definitely tell them to fuck off you know if they're like I oh, hope let's they do it, it, yeah yeah like come no, on get away from yeah exactly I I'm excited this again this is what this is what I wanted you know I'm sorry the, the card itself is overall pretty boring and I don't you know, it's like we need, we need the other people back. You know, yeah. I'll, you know, I don't know how we'll uh, go on in a, a journey with them. You know, if they're gonna be a separate or, or together, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm I excited.
1: Know, I, I hope Jerry Ryan's still involved, only because I'd yeah. like to see her interaction with some of those other people.
0: I think, and I think, yeah, they will keep most of the cast uh, that we got now. I mean, they've gotten better. The writing is better, but it's still not quite there. There's a lot of crap, you know, that we need to get through it just feels like it should just be a long movie at this point instead of like a big show you know Um, but yeah Brent Spiner I'm not sure how they're going what they're going to do with that you know uh, Data somehow B4 Lore I mean that's the other thing Lore's still out there that would have been really interesting in season 1 of Picard to bring Lore in that would have been fucking great but whatever I'm not in charge not trying to hate on Picard I I do think season 2 is definitely an improvement I think it's
1: yeah it is and yeah, again, it's still just super close to being a really good show, and it's but not quite there. But it's it's close, it's right. closer than Discovery, at least in my opinion. But
0: yeah, oh yeah, the quality is definitely better than Discovery, I think. And, and I love Rios. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's a cool character, man. Um, I liked him as a captain of the new Stargazer. That was great. Like, give us, yeah. give us that. Like, let's get back to there. Uh, Eleanor being killed off—that I didn't care for that character, but I I was excited for him being the first Romulan. Full blooded Romulan and Starfleet. So I was excited about that. That was really kind of a shock. You know, they killed him off. Yeah, it was like a Romulan Legolas from Lord of the Rings, you know? Yes, um, right. They're borrowing a lot yeah. of things from other franchises. That's the problem. They don't really set, you know, they don't try to do their own thing. They kind of like, oh, we need, a, we need this guy and this person and blah, blah, blah. We need a drug addict. Um, Raffi, go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just. Yeah, exactly. That was so comical in season one with Raffi just. You know, staggering on the bridge with a bottle of—I mean, it's like what happened to this utopia? I didn't feel like there were fucked yeah. up people still. Like we all got our shit together. That's how we I became wouldn't have explorers.
1: Ninety-nine percent of these people
0: right. for a job. Right. Exactly. So yeah, Rios is a cool character. I wish he would have combed his hair though when he was a captain on the ship. It just felt like he was still like, yeah, <laughs> I still don't give a shit. You know, he's has yeah. has a cigar. But you know, that's kind of nitpicking. Obviously, there's still more shows coming, but I do think Agnes is that mysterious board queen in the end. Yeah, um, makes sense, I guess. But I don't know how this is all going to tie up for season three. It's so weird again for that cast announcement because you show they show Picard writing in a journal. He's got glasses, which is cool, but they're supposed to cure vision. Like it's just confusing. I don't I don't know what they're going for. Yeah. So obviously, Picard got out of the situation. So uh, it'll be super interesting. Unless they just, unless this season, they just reset everything, which um, I'm okay with. So yeah. um,
1: Or they continue it into next season and he needs the help of everybody else. True.
0: That could be too. Who knows? Uh, Hopefully the next couple of weeks we can tackle the rest of Picard before uh, strange new worlds and um, whatever else news comes, comes our way about Star Trek. So not to speak for both of us, but yeah, we're huge lovers of Star Trek. And I think we just, we know it can be better. And it, it, it seems to be getting that way. But, yeah, I have a lot of problems still. Maybe that's just, you know, me. I don't know. I wish I could just be like a lot of fans and just... I don't want to have to turn my brain off for all Star Trek, you know? I just feel like yeah. it should Im- invoke some thought. And I, I just feel like this this new shit does not do that. It's very actiony. So, But, yeah, hey, it's well-produced. <laughs> There's like 20 producers, right. so of course it's going to be. But please join us next time. Same... Um, frequency channel yes <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly In
1: frequency exactly right yes
0: yeah. yes so that phasers is stun. all that jazz we will be back i'm josh i'm steve take care 4.8 Point
1: nine. Or 2, sir.